going on everyone welcome to this week's episode of river city 93 we are live so if you're watching this on youtube make sure you like share and subscribe leave a comment interact with the show you know leave your feelings here um but i want to start this show by saying soccer is toxic and why are we playing this sport because it hurts matt it hurts it happens it happens sometimes yeah you you gotta take good. You, you take the bad out of it because you know we're talking about you know two games today. Uh, basically, I think the moral of the story is don't go up two 0 at halftime. Yeah, because that ain't been working out for nobody. No, it hasn't. And in the last two games, we've been on both sides of that equation. Yeah. So, well, yeah. For those who don't know, today we're going to talk about the Greenville game, and we're also going to talk about the game that just happened. Richmond's kicking the teeth loss to 3-2, I mean 3-2 to NCFC. Um, and if you're wondering why I might sound kind of ranchers tonight, it's because we're doing this right after the game. So I'm not in a good mood right now. All, all rational all the time tonight, right? We're we'll try to be. We're trying to be. Um so Matt, where do we get started at? Do do you want to start kind of talking about the Greenville game first? I'm assuming, and then we'll work. Yeah, way. why not? Why not? Maybe give you a little time to come down from uh, that nonsense we just watched. Possibly, but now with the way how this Greenville game started, I mean, what was it? Inside of four minutes, we were already down a goal because of oh three minutes. There's three oh minutes. yeah, three minutes. Yeah, already down a man. I mean, already down a goal. Because the wall had a gap in it, like it, it seemed. No, like it, was, it seemed like it. did I? No, it was a good. It was a good shot. It was, you know, you know, love Ani. We're going to talk about good things with him, uh, but him and the rest of this defense. If there's one thing they you know, love love to do that just pisses me off to no end. <laughs> it's you know commit fouls. You know, you know within like two or three yards of the penalty area. Yeah, this isn't new. I I'm sure I whined about this last year, you know, on here too. Like they're just like, all right, cool. Let's just you know bring them down, attack them down. You know, not a penalty, no big deal. It's like, nah, you don't you don't need to do that because eventually you're going to get burned on it, and that's what happened in the Greenville game. Yeah, it did. It I mean, surely did. I thought it was maybe a little soft. It was probably a foul. Uh, but I thought it was a little bit soft, which you know will lead into another point coming up momentarily. <laughs> but uh, yeah, stop doing that. You know, even today there are two or three of those where it's like you didn't need to foul him there, didn't need to do that right now. You know, you're yeah. just begging for somebody to you know put you know put us on a highlight reel, and yeah. uh, Coutinho did on that. What day was that? Saturday. Yeah. Exactly it. So you're already down one nil there. And I got a point that I want to bring over you, Matt, but we'll talk about that later. But the team's already down one nothing. And then what was it? I think 
Well, what did they score again? Like 17 minutes, 20 minutes? It was early on, I felt like. Hold on. I got it pulled up. Uh, they didn't score until the 27th. Okay. So, yeah, getting right to the 27th minute. And already up to this point, it kind of felt like we were getting ourselves back into the game slowly. But 27th minute is a, a corner kick. Brandon Freaky gets his head onto it. And. No, he didn't. It was. He scored. Was it Freaky? He kicked the, he kicked the ball into the goal, dude. Oh, kicked it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm trying to do this game on memory. My fault. He definitely did kick it. I apologize. Yeah, because that that was the one where you know it's you know garden variety corner kick. You know Akira goes up for it, doesn't you know, oh, bring God, it down, yeah. but also my head, he missed it. But also Tevin Shaw, you know, you know, came in elbows flying, cleared Ani out, and which I I think it clipped Akira a little bit, like Ani did, you know, on his way backwards. Uh, so look, Greenville, you know, has absolute homer you know, uh, announcers, right? We can all acknowledge and admit that, like, you know, even, uh, you know, Ross Devonport, you know, on Twitter was like, yeah, I'm a Greenville fan, blah, blah, blah. And he calls all the, you know, all their games, yeah. right? Even they were like, oh, well, that might have been a foul, you know. Uh, I don't, you know, that's as close to, you know, them saying like, oh, well, yeah, that shouldn't have counted. They'll never say that out loud. You can read between the lines on that kind of stuff, or they're like, eh, might have gotten away with one there a little bit. As a ref, why aren't you picking that up? My fault. You're talking about. I do remember how this go happen. I blocked that out of my memory. But as the ref, why don't you, you know, call that? Like you get. I'm, I'm assuming for where the ref was standing at, and he sees the contact through Ani. Did he think that it was just him and Akira that hit each other, and not the Greenville player? Or no idea. And. I mean, in general, I think keepers maybe get a little too much, uh, you know, rope on these you know, sort of things. You know, mm-hmm. where if you breathe on them, you know, it's called a foul. But I think it probably did actually affect, you know, Kira's ability to bring the ball down. I'm not 100% sure that it did because uh, we saw one tonight, too, where maybe if he was like 6'1 or 6'2, he brings it down, you know, nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. You know, what can you do? And then, yeah, uh, Freaky keeps scoring the biggest luck box goals against us consistently over the years. That's another player that's the bane of my existence. Him and yeah, Robert. I mean, yeah, this is a, you know, MF where you uh, scored on a, might have been when he was still at Lansing when you cleared the ball and just hits him in the face and goes right back in. Oh, <laughs> I do remember that one. Oh, that was pain. Yeah, so. Uh, but the, the point with the ref there too, he rewinded a little bit. You know, fourteenth, fifteenth minute. Mm-hmm. What does Emmy have to do to actually get a call in this league? Yeah, wow. because he's back there, you know, in the box, and I don't remember if it's Fricky or you know uh, Evan Lee or somebody else uh, seemed to run through the back of him. You know, as he was you know, chasing you know, the ball down. I don't think he would have got there before the keeper anyway. But that's never been the point. Yeah. Like, what's this man got to do to get himself a call somewhere on the field? Possibly die. Like, I mean, I, that's the only way I can see. If, like, if we would have to take, like, the Nigel Dion, like, kick to the chest to possibly get a penalty kick. I, I don't know what else he has to do. I really don't. Yeah, because, I don't know. I mean, you look at literally every other sport ever, the star player gets the call, the benefit of the doubt constantly, right? 
Our doesn't. <laughs> Our doesn't get that, those calls. I don't know why. I mean, Envy does has a tendency to kind of flop here and there, but the stuff is obvious as that. You, you got to call that. You know? Yeah, so fun. Fun, fun stuff. So, like I said, I don't, I don't mind that, you know, calling the, you know, foul in the second minute that led to the goal. Mm-hmm. Call the other ones, too, then. Right. Right. Most definitely. Definitely to call those. But anything else from the first half that brings, you know, we're right down 2-0 two, two at this point. Anything else from the first half that kind of you can uh, take off? Not, not much. I mean, right before halftime, Emmy did get the ball in the net. He, he was offside, but it was – you know, nice to see him. You kind of scissor one in, you yeah. know. Anyway, uh, so hopefully that'll, you know, get him going. Yeah, I think if I go back and remember, I think my biggest takeaway from the first half was we looked a little, we looked very slow on the ball, and this is also where Chandler O'Dwyer is starting out on the wing, um, starting out on the right wing, and. Let me ask you this. What did you think of that experiment with him out there on the wing? It just seemed like he created more problems than what Darren was trying to solve. Yeah. I mean, it could have been that, uh, you know, they were wearing my uh, you know favorite jersey that I'm representing right here, right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, you can see just as much on my T-shirt as you can on those jerseys, which I uh, appreciate all the announcers actually starting to, you know, call us out on. You know, to peer pressure might eventually work. You also keep it up. <laughs> you know, with this, uh, I can't remember a thing that he did in that first half. I can't either. I, that, I can't. That's, that's not good. I can't think of anything like, like literally anything. I I don't. I want to take a moment and just think of this. I don't know what Darren was trying to do with him out there in the week because we've never seen him. Play on the wing. Like you got Luke on the bench. You got um, who Bentley. You got other players that can be serviceable out there on the wing. Why Dwyer? The only thing I can think of is he knew we had three games in a week coming up, and he's you know, trying to mix match and manage minutes. That's all I can come up with. <sighs> okay. Going on to the second half, kickers came out a little bit more kind of the same. Still kind of stagnant. It wasn't until, to me, I think the changing point is when he brings Bentley on for Chizagi. And it just seemed like the whole complexity of the I game mean, changed. It also I mean, we, scored, we scored well before that. Well, no, I'm saying, like, that's why I felt like it changed. I know we scored before that. Um, How did we score again? Now I'm trying to think back. Oh, when, God, it's too late. You know, Simon and Belmar worked their way. Oh, that's uh, right. You know, Suko up, up the side, and then, uh, you know, Ani you know, was right there, you know, playing a you know, central, you know, attacking defender, and, you know, just roofed it from 10 yards out. There we go. Bingo. That's what happened. Yeah. So, oh. So, I mean, really cut him up pretty good, you know, on that buildup. He did. Um, Belmar, like – Watching tonight's game and watching that game on Greenville, do you feel like we kind of profiled him wrong? Like his profile isn't what we thought it was seeing him now play now? Because we were building him up to be kind of just like the replacement of Jonathan Bolaños. But he seems to play the total opposite of that where he's 
perfectly fine, like dropping back deeper and deeper and kind of being like a playmaker winger. Yeah, I mean he's he's not as stretch the field winger like you know yeah. Johnny was. Yeah. So I think I think we need to delete that you know option out of our minds. Yeah, seeing him the past few games, I'm kind of like, all right, that's not his his thing anymore. Yeah, it's just different. Like I think he's probably a much better passer than you know Blonis usually was. Yeah, uh, he's probably better you know hold up play, but you know he's not going to. Thirty-year-old, you know, Carlton Belmar is not going to, you know, absolutely, you know, turn on the burners like you know, twenty-one-year-old Carlton Belmar did when back when he was at VCU. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed, um, I don't know, the the profile of it. I think you're right. The profile of it has changed. Um, and I think didn't we see that same connection tonight on one of the goals? Uh, Belmar. Uh, a lot first? of the same. A lot of the same guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. On Jao's second goal tonight, you, know, you saw. Uh, I mean, Ani wasn't as wasn't involved in that one, but you saw you know, certainly Belmar and you know, Fish kind of carve up you know, that side and you know, make it pretty easy yeah. you know, for Zhao to get that second. Also, another thing that I forgot going back to the first half, Dakota got hurt. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, not fun at all. Um, at first, I thought it was a knee injury. I'm not gonna lie to you because definitely on turf and we've. See, definitely, especially on the women's side, a lot of players tearing their ACLs. So that was my first concern. But hearing from Dakota, it seemed just to be like a hamstring. So even though it's bad, it's not as bad as what we initially feared. You know, so that's good. Well, I mean, hamstrings can be very fickle, though. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, any kind of muscle injury like that, you know, can be, it might not, you know, initially take as long to, you know, come back from, but it's probably a lot more likely to be recurring. Yeah. So, you know, it could be that he's back by Saturday. It could be that he's gone for a month. You know, and it's hard. It's hard to really be able to say. Yeah, it is. Um, so it it comes to his place is Chris Cole stepping in at center back. I think he did a pretty decent job. Like, do I think for what he played the sixteen ish minutes that he played? Um, but I don't remember his name being called. And that's as a center back, if your name's not being called, that kind of means you're doing a good job, right? Or at very least, not a bad job. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I forgot that point, but I want to bring that up. So, two one at that point, and it kind of felt like subs happened, game changed, and then throughout the second half, it kind of felt like Greenville kind of secluded more and more and more into their shell. Like, there were moments for them where they could have. Took advantage of it, but they kind of was just like, ah, okay, well. Yeah, they, they were happy to try to set up shop and you know, protect that 2 1. Yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, sounds very familiar. Um, God, I'm trying to be positive. All right. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about the positive note. Uh, the, the moment you've been waiting five years for. Oh, yes. And the guy's jersey I have on right now, Mr. Lufthansa scores. His first goal is 60 appearances. Mind you, this man played a full season. Granted, it was COVID, so we're not going to count that against him. But he played that entire season as forward. It did not score. And now playing, what, this, he has played, what? It is, he's played, what, striker, left back, full back, left wing, right wing. 
Did he play center back one game? I don't think he's ever played there. He's played outside back. He's probably played everywhere in the midfield. Yeah. Probably everywhere up, up top. So kind of just a you know, do it all utility guy. Yeah. You get for run, that's really what he is. And I'm so happy for him because he scored it's a very Luke Esco, a very scrappy goal, but Matthew Bentley, man. How, how, how is that a Luke Esco? We don't know what a Luke Esco was. Well, it's okay, it has the profile of being Luke esque. I'm just saying it's like, it's the most improbable goal that Luke, that you would score and Luke scored it. So that's why it's a Luke Esco. I got branded for Luke Pavone. Like, I can go places with this. I just need to score, like, two more goals and we can have a good pitch to people. Luke Pavone will be your top star. But, okay, that's the point. Sorry. Yeah, so, my fault. Back on point. Matthew Bentley made a good run. Fought hard for the ball. I really did, like, a lot of his runs that he was making in this game, like, he seemed to be dropping back, willing to drop back, willing to sit in between the center backs. Like his movement was really good in his game, and it was good to see what he seemed like he's that number nine that we've always talked about. Like he was like a nine playing a winger spot, and we saw a lot of good qualities in him in, him in this Greenville game. Yeah, and I, that goal with a little bit of you know extra luck or a little bit of extra English on that, you know, uh, you know, could have been his, you know, because. That was a nice little, you know, kind of back heel flick that, you know, just trickled across, you know, goal and you know, caught uh, the inside of the post. Uh, thankfully, Luke was there to, you know, clean it up and, you know, just pass it home from two yards out uh, from there. But, yeah, I mean, I think we've all kind of suspected that he, he's making do with what, you know, time he has out on the wing, but his natural instinct is probably more of a center forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah, I don't know if he technically got an assist for that, but I'm happy giving him an assist for that. It, ooh, I don't know. That's something I would look up to. But yeah, I'm finally giving him an assist for that. Um, and it kind of felt like the rest of the game, it felt, kind of felt like Richmond had their opportunities and chances, but at the end it kind of just flamed out to a nail now. I mean, not a nail, yeah. nail, 2-2 drop, my fault. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you look at it, you know, on the big picture side of things, two trips to Greenville, four points out of that. You you take that every day of every yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, get out of there with two points. I mean, with the four points that we've had, it keep you pushing. Now, that's it kind of feel like Richmond's now at this point turned it up. We come to this game Wednesday, and, man, it feels – I don't know. It feels like the complete opposite. Like, if you take the halves of the Greenville game and just – Switched them, kind of felt like this. What this game was not too dissimilar, right? So I, I think you know, can't start talking about this game without you know talking about uh, you know the lineup adjustments that you know, had to be made. So you made reference already, Dakota you know still out, so Cole you know filled in there. I don't think any of us were surprised about that. No, uh, you know Neil still out, and every you know game that he's out and not even on the bench. Makes me wonder a little bit more of how you know injured he really is, yeah. Because how many weeks now have we heard? Oh, he's almost ready. He's almost ready. Uh, it was the whole game in Junior Omaha. He got hurt, so he's missed DC. He's missed what else? Um, Tormenta. 
Celtics. Who else? Oh, Greenville. Yeah, he's missed four games, right? It's, it's been, you know, more than a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah, so starting to get a little worried about how long he's really going to be out. Yeah. And then uh, I think the biggest surprise, you know, Emmy not even in the 18 today. Yeah, so me and Gabe were talking about this in the chat. I was just leaning more to like, oh, he just got dropped for the game, you know, just because he, he's just going through a bad spurt. Or Gabe just thought, like, is it injury? Is it something else? And obviously we don't know anything, so we're just speculating. But <sighs> I mean, I could – I could, you know, get there you know, for put him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Not there at all. Like it's, it's not like this is the hard road trip, you know, to make. This is the bus trip game. Yeah. Right. So, what's going on there? I mean, hopefully we see him on Saturday, and it's just a full-on rest day. And Darren made a calculated risk on it, uh, but it might have been nice to, you know, have him to throw out there the last, you know, fifteen minutes. You know, once we. Realize we needed him again tonight. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, it could be a thing where they saw the Green River result. They saw what they liked from Matt Bentley in that, you know, 30, 35 minutes worth of play and was like, all right, Emmy's not doing so well. Let's leave him in Richmond. Like, like you said, like a calculated risk. That's a positive way how you can think about it. And I mean, that's put. That uh, yeah, I can, I can get there on thinking about it that way, but. If that was the case, I would put him on the bench in case That's right. Bentley gets hurt or you're chasing a goal or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, we'll see on Saturday. Saturday is going to be a day where it can be very stress-inducing because if I don't see Dale on that team sheet, man, I agree with you. I think the injury is worse than what we think it is. And if it's another game where Emmy's not on the lineup or, I mean, in the lineup or even there, it really raises some concern. Yeah. I, you know, this team is built a little bit of depth, but you, know, you take out three, you know, starters and probably if you would ask before you know, the season started who are, you know, the, you know, if you had to rank like the, the 10 presumed uh, you know, field starters, so leave Akira out of it, you know, how would you rate them? At worst, those are th- three of the top four, I think we would have said. Yeah. Like maybe maybe you sub Zaka in and Ani's been outperforming all expectations you know, this year. So you know he helps to not make Dakota's loss hurt quite as much. Yeah. Yeah, that is right. Well, yeah, you're right. Like they would probably be the top three out of the five. And right uh, now all the other I mean, those those three key parts are out. But I mean the first half, the guys made it work. Yeah, right. Like ben, Bentley was up front. You know, he had Luke playing on the left wing, which was a little surprising to me that he moved Belmar, you know, over to the right. But uh, it, it seemed to pay off. You know, the way things happened, because uh, not much happened for a lot of the first half until you know that goal came. Yeah, it kind of came out of out of nowhere, really, if you think about it. Yeah, no, it really the game really started off where it seemed like everything was just stuck in the midfield and neither team was really taking their chances. And then the goal comes because of our our pressing from the forward. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I, don't, I don't even remember how uh North Carolina got the ball there. I think it was probably just a straight pass. Yeah. yeah. I think they were trying to clear else. it out. 
and he's yeah, the, you know, the ball ball ends up you know not even that deep in the corner, probably like 20, 25 yards you know from goal. But uh, you know Luke and Bentley are you know kind of converging on uh, what I think it was Benton you know back there, mm-hmm. and they're able to just you know get it poked loose. Yeah, uh, you know Jow's there to pick it up. He takes you know a couple touches and then you know sends what at least looked to me at first like you know big old you know moon ball you know out there uh, i thought it was just like all right well that's a shot <laughs> uh, but no find his way in yeah no it did it even had a nice move to get to the ball because i think he did like a, a 360 like a spin <laughs> then it was like oh snap i'll take a shot and i mean for him it's good to see that kind of shot go in for him you know because this is a guy that what came from NCFC Fusion, and we put him on our radar after how they played against us in the US Open Cup last year, which was a tight and really contested good game. And you can see it was, I would say he had moments throughout the season, the start of the season, where you're like, all right, I like this performance from him, or he's doing this well. But also, you kind of saw like he's still kind of green behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is a wonderful tucking shot. and yeah. I don't know what it is about NCFC in that spot because I think they had that same goal scored against him again uh, for the pre- pink team. Pretty close. I know he gets a lot of hype. Nick Holiday's still a 17 year old goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. He, he still got room to grow. Like he might be good later on, but he's still a 17 year old goalkeeper. There's a reason you don't really you know, see 17 year old keepers playing many places at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah, good for us, and it works. He can chip there twice, and I mean, building off in the middle of the Greenville got a Greenville game, and it kind of felt like all right, Rich was off to a good start, and then a little bit later, we're off to a better even start because John makes it two nothing with a nice uh, cutback from your boy, Mister Simon Finch, who had a good assist. Yeah, uh, we kind of made reference to this already, but you know, him and Belmar just cut up. Yeah, that uh, the left side of that North Carolina defense and made it really easy for Jow to just to you know, slot it home into the corner yeah. and felt like everything was, you know, going pretty good on easy street at that point. Uh, and, you know, looking back, probably even you know, should have mirrored that North, uh, that uh, Tormenta game even more you know, because, yes, he was called offside for it. I don't think he was really offside, but. Bentley probably should have got the ball in the net right before halftime, too. Yeah. But. Yeah, it, it does feel that way. I mean, and for Belmore, how how good he was in that first half, I'm I'm a little frustrated with him sometimes just because of some of the decision-making. Like, I felt like – what was it? There was another moment in the first half. I'm trying to remember precisely, but I think Belmar – like, if he plays the ball quicker, like, I think it's Bentley who's running it right in between on the right-hand side is in on goal. Like, I just feel like sometimes, like, the decision-making, and Brandon is one of the things I want to ask you about, the decision-making sometimes in the team, I don't know where it's at. It is really frustrating. And I think a lot of them still are always looking for that extra pass. Yeah. Right, I think, you know, they're maybe to a fault a little unselfish, like, unless it's the really, really the right shot, like, Minus Michelle's goal, you know, today, of course, because that was, you know, a little bit aspirational and it paid off, you know, but I don't know. I don't think I'm as, you know, 
maybe Dallas not the right word. I, I guess your word is frustrated yeah. with Carlton. Yeah, I think again, it's getting used to what style of play you know, he's going to uh, you know, provide. Yeah, and I mean it's just not with him. Like the frustration just with him because going into the second half, I don't know. Like I, I, I well, not that I don't know. It's the frustration of like the decision making in this team, like. You know, NCFC coming in the second half was going to go for it because they made two subs. They brought on what Servinia and um, uh, Olex. Olex. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know what it is about our four players that decides like, yo, I'm going to turn into like ball on door mode and start scoring goals and get an assist. Yeah. So. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But... Yeah, even before that happens, should have gotten a third goal in that first, you know, ten or eleven minutes of the second oh, half. Really? So many times, like I mean, the most noticeable one is is uh, Justice Suko's shot that I don't, I don't understand how you missed that, or not even getting close on frame. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of other ones like they were slightly offsides. Um, like, well, Bentley had maybe two. Luke yeah, I think Luke, Luke got called for offside once where I'll, I'll trust that it was right, but at least, you know, the angle that we had. Oh, yeah, it doesn't look, look good. Like it. But, it, I mean, it was just feeling like, all right, those chances are going to still be there. You know, you know, keep on them. And, you know, one of them, you know, we're going to you know, time right and be in. Well, and you know, the thing was, the reason why those chances came is because we took our time on the ball. Like, we took our time, and now granted, not the final ball because some of those got cut out, but when we took our time on the ball, we were able to cut through NCFC because they were pressing up so high because at that point, they really got five forwards on the field against our back four. And it's kind of just yeah. like, you know, that's all they're doing. Yeah, and you know, Zhao and you know, Zaka and you know, Suko, uh, you know, that first 15 minutes of the second half, are still doing a really good job of just – Picking off pass after pass, you know, you know, filling the lanes, you know, really well, and that's what led to you know some of those breakouts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw some stat earlier today that you know, you know, the kickers are low on the list of actual shots, you know, uh, you know, taken, but like second or third in you know, conversion rate. Yeah, you know, which doesn't sound too dissimilar than you know from some other years. Yeah. Uh, I feel like even last year we didn't have like, you know the gaudy stats of number of shots taken, but you know, you know especially Emmy, you know, was just you know if he got a shot, you know he was hitting at such a high clip. Yeah, you it's know, um, Nobody right? So that that, that's and it's not what was happening, you know, in the second half. So yeah, didn't didn't think that it was going to lead to you know. No points, you know, but you, know, you always kind of wonder, like, all right, is that going to come back to bite you? Especially, like you said, especially the Suko one, where I mean, at least on that you know, first angle on TV, it looks like it was, you know, you know, easier, you know, to make it than to miss it. Yeah, 
I, I don't know. The Zuko one really bothered me a lot because if you put that chance away, man, it's three nothing at that point. That's game over. Yeah, it's 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 done. And it's it's just the way how he missed it. It's not that he missed it, it's the way how he missed it because it was like just lack of concentration. Like, I don't know. I, I it just feels like he just ran up to the ball and just automatically assumed that he was gonna score instead of just making sure that he scored. And maybe I'll be yeah, a nitpicky, but I don't know. Just yeah, all right. This is the downside of us doing this right now instead yeah. of you know, a day later where A, we've had time to come down you know, from it, but B, watch it back a few times to make sure we actually uh, know what we're talking about. Right, right. And that's so, where you're the voice of reason, Matt. That's why I appreciate you. I love doing this. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, right now, look bad. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, uh, um, also, speaking of looking bad, uh, let's go ahead and get to that first goal. Yeah, so I think I think we've established that. Hey, you know we are Luke Pavone fan club on here. Yeah, did a great job. You know him and I guess it was Hornsby and maybe it was Zhao. Uh, you know coming together to you know take the ball off of. I'm not even sure if it was Perez or Rocker. Who it was, doesn't even matter who it was. No, they take it off him. Luke gets the ball. And, I don't know what he's doing there after that. He you know tries to you know hit the ball low and hard right across the top of the box and hits one of our own guys, you know, falls right to you know Olex's you know feet, you know dead center of the field, 15 yards from goal. And we know he can shoot the ball, you know, where he gets into trouble is when he has to, you know, have the ball at his feet and run with it. You know, we yeah. saw that happen, you know, even five minutes in the second half. You know, he got the ball like Six yards from goal and dribbled it straight out of bounds. It's like, ah, oh, there's you know the classic Olex play we've come to love so much. <laughs> but no, instead he you know gets a look and just absolute pings it off the post. Yeah, and I mean, this this particular play was so frustrating just because you kind of saw it is kept building up and building up because I think on the other side right before they scored, like we were having trouble getting the ball out, and it was like we started to play. I don't know if you want to call it cute, but it felt like we were playing conservative while trying to build out the back. I don't, I don't know why. It was just, just getting it out at that point. Yeah, I mean, just kick the ball long, reset it. Yeah, just do that. Right, or just kick it out for a throw even. Who cares? Do you think in a moment like that, like if Dakota's on the field, like that happens and that happens on the field, is us trying to, I guess, do the most? I don't, I don't know if it's on that one. Uh, I do wonder if maybe on a couple of the other goals, if Dakota's out there, if things go a little different. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Um, second goal, this is where I tap the sign of, like, don't give <laughs> don't give Raw for chances um, in front of the box because – Oh god, second goal. Ah, oh, Matt, you want to describe it? I'm not trying to go on another rant. Yeah, so it was Rafa that had the first shot because I literally, you know, couldn't pick it out or remember at that yeah. point. Uh, but you know, the ball's pinging around the box a little, you know, a little bit against another one where it's not getting, you know, cleared, not, you know, not getting taken care of, uh, and you know, eventually, you know, falls to Rafa and he rips, you know. Low one from you know 
20 yards out or so. Okay, you know, Kira is able to uh, make the save. It's a save he should make. It's not like it was a over-the-top, amazing, great save or anything, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, if he didn't make that save, I think we all would have been really pissed at him <laughs> for letting that in. Uh, but he he left a tasty rebound out there. Uh, and, you know, Louis Perez got there first by a long shot. Uh, I'd have to go back and see it to see if, you know, Hornsby or anyone else would actually realistically have a chance to get there or not. Uh, but what I also really want to go back and see is on that, you know, Perez you know, shot, did it go through Akira or how did that find its way back in? Because I couldn't totally tell. You talk about a point where the ball like bounces off to his uh, what left, like it kind of like comes in and runs off. I thought yeah, he handled it. Perez like, is, you know, because the first time I in real time I thought it was just a simple base, you know, tap in. You know, that first replay I saw though was like that managed to like go under or through Akira somehow. So I'm, I'm yeah. that part I'm not as you know bothered with uh, because. I mean, is in essence a tap-in from six yards out. The first one, there was like, you, know, you, you would hope that uh, with that safe, you might be able to get into a slightly more safe position. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It kind of felt like, at 2-1, it kind of felt like, all right, Richmond's, like, all right, we got hit, but we can sustain this, and we can control the game. We ride this out 2-1, right? 2-2. I don't know about you, Matt, but it kind of felt like at that point, like, all right, this is not going to end well for us. Uh, felt like, you know, time to hold on. And that's what Darren started to play into, too. You know, because he brings on, uh, you know, Meacham, he brings on Olsen. Uh, he, he takes off Bentley and someone else. I can't remember who at that uh, point. Luke? Luke I maybe. Like, I think, yeah, I think he took out Luke. Or maybe Luke came out earlier when Gordon came in. Either way. Yeah. Uh, uh, or he might take out Suko at that point, actually, now that I think about it. There you go. Yeah, so those are not subs that are, you know, telling me that, uh, you know, we're looking for a winner. Yeah, no. It's kind of like, all right, let's hold on. And at that point, NCFC had all the momentum. They're paying like this, I don't know, you call it like a 5-3, a 5-2-3. Like they were just – pretty much they had, what, Rafa, uh, McLaughlin, Olex. Perez, Perez, Mr. Rainey's a midfielder. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're pushing guys into the midfield, and we cannot get on the ball at all at no. that point. And, I, and it, like you know, that this first 10, 15 minutes when you know Zaka and Zhao and Yusuko were you know picking pass, passes off, they were just getting passed around like traffic cones. Yeah, you know the you know, last half hour of the game, you know. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a hundred percent on them, but it was not a good look on them either. Yeah, you know, because NCFC was just getting you know space anywhere they wanted, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the you know name of the game on the last goal. You know, just lots of wide open space. Yeah. No, it just I mean you brought it up like it just felt yeah. like the midfield got stretched and didn't know how yeah. to control or contain anything at that point. All right, you you you, you want to do the honors walking us through that last goal? <laughs> I don't know if I want to because I think I tossed my phone halfway through it. Um, God, 
How did that last goal happen? Only thing I know is that McLaughlin got onto it, but it just seemed like our whole midfield got – I mean, not midfield. The back line got caught up and was trying to solve problems. That well, ball, the ball was out on the wing, yeah. uh, trying to look to see if yeah, – can't find real quick who had the assist there, but, I mean, it's just – I think it's Rafa. I think it's Rafa again. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who cares who it was? Could have been Perez. Could have been Rafa. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference. Had all the time in the world out wide on the right, and this is literally a minute after those defensive subs came in, uh, and he's getting tons of space. Okay, that's one thing. If you're giving all the space out there, if you're giving all the space out there. You can't let Garrett McLaughlin, you know, be wide open like nobody, you know, within like a extended NFL halo rule. <laughs> around him, yeah, and yeah, he's had a rough start to the year. But you give him that much you know, space in the middle of the field, the ball landing right on his head, you know, you get what's coming to you, and he was able to head it, you know, straight into the side netting. Yeah. Once again, is this a, is this another goal where Dakota's there? Like this doesn't happen. It's hard to say definitively, but. I mean, I like my chances better if he's in there. So do I. Um, I want to ask you this question, Matt. Like, we can see it through the fans and through through the TV as fans. But on the field, is it is it hard to tell like who is the leader right now in these moments? Because something would tell you like, yo, we got to put our foot on the ball and slow this game down. And it seemed like instead of slowing it down, it seemed like Richmond, like a 2-1 and a 2-2 was trying to quicken the game up and keep going and going and going and going and going, and the game's getting stretched. And that's what NCSC wants is for you to get stretched so they can get in behind and they can create chaos. And it seemed like we were just falling into that. And nobody was like, yo, slow down. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think there's you know a few leaders you know, back there. I mean, obviously, Akira's literally – a coach on the field, uh, but even among the field players, like it's not just because he had the armband on, but I think Ani's really developed into, you know, a leader on this team, you know, kind of a vocal guy, I think. But after him, I think Zach is probably the only other one that you might look at as a leader in some way. Like, yeah, there's some other veteran guys out there, but I don't know if, you know, they're just that type of personality. Yeah. And, you know, that's not a knock on them. Like some people, are and some people aren't and you know likewise you wouldn't want a team full of you know the you know all leaders because i think that's a powder keg as well <laughs> but you know being you know down a couple of you know other guys who you know, might really have that kind of natural leadership trait you know, yeah it's not great not great. Yeah, no, no. And I mean, back to your original point, is these are these the moments where like you miss Emmy because he gets those ticky tack fouls that, like I said, slows down the game. Like it's two one. And we all know the how famous play goes. They get the ball up to Emmy. If he gets a little bit too close to the defenders to the point where he get fouled, you slow the game down. You know. Yeah. It, it felt like we were kind of missing those in those moments. Um, but Kind of individual blunders at each moment led to this. Uh, oh. I don't. I mean, I don't know. If for, first one, unfortunately, yes. Second one, debatable. 
I don't know if there's an individual blunder on the you know, third one. I think that's more of just team defending gone a little bit wrong. Like I think it's hard to pinpoint any one person doing something wrong on that. Uh, and sometimes it's just a good goal that you, you know, give up and that might be a little bit more on that end of the spectrum. Right. So instead of, because if we would have won this game, we would have had a great chance of walking out of that Lexington game, top of the table, you know, what was it? At best, what has technically been second because of, you know, the tiebreakers yeah. and being, you know, wins, but uh, would have been second, you know, coming out of you know, tonight. We're not now, uh, but we're a quarter of the way through the season. I don't think there's a reason to panic. And one of the big reasons I don't think there's a reason to panic is let's look at what our schedule has been so far. Okay. Right? Yeah, this is a good point, yes. Yeah, so, look at the t- you know, let's look at it from the table perspective. So, first place, North Carolina SC. Play them away. Second place, Charlotte. Played them twice, home and away. Right? So, we're taking two losses, but they're the team's currently first and second. Now, I don't think Charlotte's going to stay in second. Not the point right now. Yeah. Third place, Tormenta. Played them away. All right. Okay, there's Knoxville. Haven't played them yet. Greenville played them twice away already. Yeah. yeah the only teams, you know, that's what, one, two, three, four, five, six of our eight games are against teams that are you know, currently you know, tied or ahead of us in the table because we're technically seventh place right now. So it's pretty much even split between who's above and below. The only teams below us that we played are Omaha and you know, Hailstorm, they're getting, they have games in hand. They'll probably, you know, go by us momentarily, but we haven't gotten that, you know, soft part of the schedule. He has Knoxville's up in fourth right now. I, in my mind, they're still, you know, a bottom tier team right now because look who they've actually beaten. It's mostly been the bottom teams. Saturday's going to be important. You know, we're getting one of those teams finally. We're getting Lexington. You know, the schedule's going to open up a little bit here. You know, coming up, we get Lexington, we got Tormenta again, but then we get a Chattanooga. We start getting Fuego, you know, coming into the schedule. We you know get uh, you know some Knoxville, some Chattanooga coming through. You know, so place where it's time to start you know putting wins on the board, starting you know really stack some points. You know, are coming because yeah, I mean, it could be a little bit better right now you know through eight games, but it's not disastrous by any means. I don't think. Um, because it's been a relatively tough schedule so far. Yeah, it has been a tough start to schedule. But <clears throat> the only part that I have real concern on is just like the concentration and the good moments. I mean, not the good moments, the important moments. Like, just, and also, like, we're, we, we talked about it earlier. Like, we're kind of going through a injury crisis right now at this point because you're missing Dakota, you're missing Neil. We don't know what's going on. Emmy, we're speculating there, but you know, you miss them. And honestly, if you think about it, we haven't had our full starting eleven in a while because Akira missed time. Now Neil, now Dakota, Emmy, like we're kind of miss. We haven't had a full starting eleven since maybe week one. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean. That's saying that's an excuse anyway because we still should be able to 
you know, finish out game, like at least bring a point home from a game like this. Not use that as an excuse, but you know, if you want to look at it that way, that's one way you can look at it. Um, but Matt, if you're Darren, like what is your talking point to the team at, at like this moment after this kind of loss? And you know, how do you gotta, gotta recover time to come home and you know, show what this team can really do, you know, against a team that you expect to get three points off of. You yeah. know, it's another home game. I'm, I also think it's imperative that this team starts actually scoring goals at home because we've loved the attendances so far. But, you know, usually people come back when they're more exciting games and, you know, a bunch of zero zeros maybe aren't the most exciting. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, yeah, so definitely, like you said, it's a, it's a Lexington team that they can win. You know, they just had a big upset win over Charlotte. Um, now, Charlotte's kind of going through a rough patch right now. But still, like you said, Matt, they're second in the table. So, a big win over them recently. And, you know, a penalty save in, what, the 97th minute, I think, in their last game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're coming on the road against us. And we're a team that's right now kind of maybe docked on the canvas a little bit. And it's going to be important to see how they respond on uh, Saturday against Lexington, you know. Um, they're also gonna be down with their center back as well. Uh, Fox got a red card, so he's out, right? Yeah, so can't hurt. Yeah, any chance you think Kazi starts? Probably not now, after you know, their <laughs> other keeper you know gets uh player of the week, you know, saving a uh stoppage time penalty. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> who knows? Maybe if he did play, he would have had like a world class performance against us because that's how our former player plays against us, apparently. Um, anything else from you, Matt, before we uh close out the show that I I feel like I got my brain out for the most part? No, I mean, we're holding off on the rankings just so that way we can actually look back at some of the highlights from especially tonight's game and try to give credit where credit's due. So we'll put that all, you know, on Twitter in case for all, all the people who are just dying to know. Yeah, dying to know. But also since, uh, you know, Schneer and Gabe aren't here, you know, got to make sure they're balanced, have you know, three scores per, you know, per game. Yeah, that's how we do it. We try to keep it fair and balanced on the show. Um, but for me, there's no, no we, don't use, we don't use, we don't use that, that phrasing. <laughs> Touche. Um, but for me, there is nothing else. Um, fans, it's okay to be frustrated because I feel that way. But uh, there's brighter days ahead. Better days. Yeah, to look, I feel like it was right. I don't remember the exact day, but it was right around this time last year. We went down to North Carolina, took an L. A little frustrating time, you know. Right then, I think we were very similar record at this point. I don't remember what. Uh, exactly what it was. I think it might have been like you know two wins, three losses, two draws. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a little ahead of you know, where we were you know, this time last year you know, with everything. But yeah, you believe in patterns, you believe uh, in stuff like that. You know what happened next? Yeah, we went off. I think everything started clicking after that. Also, I think it does. I mean, talk about last year. I think that's right around the same time when um Jonathan came back, right? Yeah. More or less? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Have that. Oh, we do have one comment that was on the YouTube channel. So, I'm going to share it with you real quick. We can discuss it. 
Um, this is Alex. He does U- USL League One up there. He pretty much says uh, we don't have a very deep bench compared to a lot of teams in League One. What's your thoughts on that? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we knew that you know, coming in, and th- this is one of the you know, tough things for me to kind of square my brain with because, in general, I'm always about you know people you know going getting their money, getting paid. You know, uh, you know, people deserving, you know, you know, you know, fair wages, you know, protections, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Not great for your sports teams, though. No. All the time, no. especially <laughs> when you're one with a limited budget on things because <laughs> uh, you had to tighten you know, things up a little bit more. You know, maybe, you know, uh, you pay a little bit uh, more, to especially not necessarily, the, you know, the top guys, but the, you know, middle to back half of the roster. And that cuts down on the quality depth that you can be able to sign and then so yeah it's just a, you have to make calculated risks you know uh some a lot of the other teams in the league have you know guys with dumb money you know that uh dumb league one money they can, <laughs> you, know, you know, throw around uh we're not at that you know at that point so you know, i think darren you know mika and connor and all of them have done you know, so what looks to be a good job of, you know, kind of putting the you know, priority pieces into place. You, know, you can't predict injury. Well, mostly you can't predict injuries. Uh, so just hope that, uh, you know, things, you know, stay together and work out. And again, not that bad, you know, right now overall. Like, yeah, I'd rather be in North Carolina's position, all things being equal. But let's not forget, North Carolina's, I don't know if they were first – Early in the year last year or something, but uh, they, were they were up there for a while and then they June and then they fell off. They fell off a cliff. Yeah, they did. yeah. So I, I see the you know NCFC you know you know, Twitter admin just you know you know crowing all over the place, like you know you're oddly quiet for you know the last oh I don't know two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll all have that moment of the sign, and ours will come. In better moments, much better. <clears throat> this is all building up to us winning the league. I feel like it. Like we're gonna go back and look back at the show and be like, ah, what were we complaining about while enjoying the league yeah. title and champagne? Yeah, and look, there's still nothing I've seen in this team that if we get into a one game playoff at any point, that I'm gonna be scared of any one individual matchup. Yeah, because and this sounds ridiculous coming off a game where we just ship three goals. <laughs> I would trust us to grind a zero zero out if we wanted to. That would be the entire complexity of this team. Like as soon as we get into playoffs, it's like we've become unstoppable. And oh god. I hate this villain arc. <laughs> I hate this story arc. But yeah, but yeah, to go back to the comment, yeah, it's the pros and cons of uh you know collective bargaining agreements and uh, labor laws in sports. Pretty much. If you want to see better players, we got to invest a lot of money in this team, apparently. Because Derek, he's begging me to be a sponsor. I'm like, sir, I'm a teacher. I don't get paid that much. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can sponsor the team, Matt. Oh, me also, also with my you know, education salary? <laughs> Maybe we put it together. We can get one player. <laughs> you get one. Probably wouldn't be one that we want. No, <laughs> no not at all. Um, you get your boy Calvo back. Oh, God. 
you just took an unnecessary cheap shot at him, you know, this week online too. <laughs> That's what I put it on my personal. I didn't put it on the River City 93 way. Because I was like, this is my comment and I stand by this. Unnecessary cheap shots at the man. <laughs> uh, I feel like if you ever see these, he's going to be like, why? why? Why do you keep coming? I was like, you wasted a whole season. That's just my biggest gripe. That's it. I get that he was a center back playing fullback, all this other stuff. That man contributed nothing offensively. And that was wild to me when I looked at it at the end of the year. Because I just swore he had something. He did it. Okay, I keep trying to wrap this show up. Um, As always, listeners, I just want to say thank you for taking the time of your day to listen to our show. Because without you, we couldn't do this. For Matt and myself, we will holler at you guys soon. Be easy. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.